this is Jetta. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. And today we are reviewing 1984, Chapter 1, Part 8. So we left off with Winston at work. At work. And he is... Now walking home. He's walking home from work. And he smells uh, real coffee. Not victory coffee, but legit real coffee. That would really make me excited. Coffee does make me very excited in general. <laughs> it's like it's like smelling like the like instant Folgers or something really like bland and nasty, and then smelling like Black Rock. Yeah, it's like two completely different. Yum. Like you can't even compare. No, really. Black Rock is like Crack Rock. It's so good. Um, so this made him go back to his childhood. He instantly just remembered his childhood. And isn't that so funny how we are able to be taken back by a smell? Like when I smell cucumber melon, I'm instantly taken back to middle school or Tommy Girl perfume. I'm taken back to being 16 years old Christmas morning when I got my Xbox. Oh my so god! That's all I think about whenever I smell Tommy Girl. You just went down like a hole, like that one scent got you down all of uh-huh. that. Uh huh. And then Love Spell. I Victoria's still, I still have Love Spell. I do too, but it reminds me of my early twenties because that's when it like was really popular. Oh yeah. Or um the the coconut Hawaiian tropic sunscreen. Oh yes. That yes, yes. is the desert for me. Oh well, yeah. I just think of the beach, but yeah. Okay, but get this. Banana boat sunscreen. Oh, for sure. And cigars. That takes me back to the horse races because my parents used to always take me there. Oh, my god! And then off-track betting, like, all of that. Like, we'd always go to the horse races. That's so fun. So I I went to the horse races once, uh, Del Mar, with uh, my mom when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And I sat where there was all these, like, older gentlemen, you know, in their little suits with their suspenders and their little hats. Uh-huh. And I'm, like, listening to what they're going to bet on. And then I went over and I told my mom, hey, we need to bet on blah, 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 horse. And she's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. Those guys over there look like they know what the fuck they're talking about. And then I was only 16, but I was, like, pressing it in. And then, because it was, like, an automated thing. And then somebody came over and they're like, hey, are you, are you 18 or, like, whatever. And my mom's, I'm like, oh, no, I'm just helping my mom. Like, whatever. And I remember it was, it wasn't, she didn't win a lot, but it was a $2 bet. And she won $125. That's really good. She was so, stoked. That means that the odds were 75 to 1. Or 60 to 1. 60 something to 1. And that's, like, that's a long shot that came in. Yeah. That's, like, huge for and a $2 bet. So it those was men, all based on those guys. Yeah, those men were probably betting $100, 200 so they like over doubled their money a little bit, like just by like a little bit. But yeah, they're um my I know all about that. My parents were such gambleholics, and so I used to go to the racetrack like ever since I was born. I have a picture of me being nine months old there. Aww, with all like the horses behind and well, yeah. it's fun though. Yeah, it was fun, especially when I didn't feel good. My aunt had to come and rescue me, so she drove like over an hour to get me because my parents wouldn't leave the track and I was four years old throwing up on the bench. Oh, nice. Yeah. I hope they won a lot of money. I also spent um, Easter uh, with my grandma, my little grandma, at the off-track betting. So that was fun. My parents are definitely gambleholics. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. 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 So cigars and banana boat, the orange... The orange sunscreen, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, that's that's yeah. It's so crazy. Whenever I smell a cigar, isn't that crazy though? That, well, that you, scents can bring you back, like any smell, like yeah. certain smells just bring you right back to that moment in time. Cigars do make me think of my dad because there was like a time where he would smoke cigars occasionally. Like I think he always smokes cigars, 
once in a while, and I just always associate a cigar with my dad. Every but every guy that I know, every so often, will smoke a cigar. Like yeah. that's a normal, like a Sunday evening cigar. It's so random. I don't know if mm-hmm. it makes them feel like dubious and proper or. I don't. I don't know. I just. I just always. Yeah, associate cigars with my dad for sure. So, anyways, back to the book. He Winston decided like to not go to the center that he usually has to go to every night. Yeah, he didn't want to deal with the people or you know the mundane everything. So he started to wander London, and he was saying or he was thinking about how there's absolutely no solitude. Like, oh, you yeah. are not ever alone. Yeah. You are, like, you, it's frowned upon to even go for a walk by yourself. So the only time that you get to be alone is pretty much when you're sleeping. And that's it. And they even have a word in Newspeak about this, and it's called own life. Yes. Because you're not allowed to have your own life. Because that would mean individualism. And we can't have that. not allowed to have any individualism you can't be an individual at all no especially um when you're part of the party when you're up there like he is and i'm seeing it more and more as we get through the book that the different classes and how if you really are just um a worker uh middle class lower class you can have individualism more so you can go places without telescreens you can go places without people looking at you and looking at everything that you're doing where in the party it's almost like you have paparazzi around you all the time but it's in a telescreen and yeah i definitely would not want to be part of the party if i lived in this version of 1984 i probably would be like a street prostitute or something like not saying i i will want to be a prostitute but it's just like they have so much freedom they, they can just so do much. whatever they want yeah yeah and it's almost like now though you think about it and it's like um, when Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were in office, everything that Chelsea Clinton did was scrutinized. And that was the daughter. Oh, yeah. Their daughter. And then same with the Bushes, the twins, Jenna and whatever the other girl's name was. Everything they did was scrutinized. The Obamas, the little girls. Oh, yeah, because it's almost like American royalty in a sense. Like, yeah. that's the, the president's daughter. But then that, it's the same with all the other, um, like, the Secretary of the State. <laughs> Look and, at Hunter Biden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a like, big old rebel. Everybody. <laughs> everybody that's in there just gets scrutinized on everything that they do. I mean, so. it's pretty bad, though. Yeah, I don't know, but it's just interesting. So he's he's walking around, and he's still in his uniform. Oh yeah, his, his um, not overalls. The, the are they overalls? I forget now. Or are they co- coveralls? I think it's like a. Oh my gosh! No, I think I'm it's confused. overalls for some reason. I think, it, some is some I kind think of it Yeah, like just plain overalls. Um, but and, it seems like because of the way they have like the clothing rations, that's pretty much all people ever wear is their work attire. Like, well, for the party, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of choices. No, and and that's part of being the party. So he yeah. sticks out like a sore thumb. Like he's walking down the street, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" Like, why is somebody from the party walking down here? Like everything gets quiet, and it's like, uh. Oh yeah, they don't know if they, he's gonna try to rat them out for something or whatever. Okay, yeah. Can we talk about the steamers though? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Oh, All gosh. of a sudden, yes. one of the proles, and remember the working class people are called proles. Yes, yeah. That's the, what I would be. Maybe yeah, not I would a prosti- well, not a I prostitute per se, but definitely I would be working class. I feel like we are the proles. No, we in are this, yeah. in this day yeah. and age as well. 
Um, so he's walking through this bad area, and all of a sudden, someone's like, take cover, steamers. Yeah. And steamers are rocket bombs. And you know when I read steamers, you know what I thought it was? Huh. I thought it was like like they were redoing the roll, the roads, and they were doing like a steamer oh, thing. like you know, like putting it, down the tar. Yeah, you know rollers. what I instantly thought of? Is I instantly thought of um, Lightning McQueen, like when yeah. he had to redo the road. Yeah. And like, he had that big machine, and yeah. it was like, I, that's, that's what I pictured was Bessie. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to get ran over by Bessie. Yeah. You know? And then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's a bomb. It gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It, 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 what I'm confused, though, is why are there still bombs and air raids and different things when it's supposed to be better? Well. Like, the things, like, what, what is Big Brother doing? It's supposed to be better. And, yeah, so it, and Heather just pointed out that in the book it says the blue overalls. It I knew is the overalls, blue overalls. Yeah, not coveralls. Okay. Um, so the bomb goes off and it destroys a whole bunch of homes. And yeah. they're just, like, people just are, are frantic in that part of the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And then I wanted to read this part because it's fucking crazy. Um, where did it go? Oh, shit. Oh, there was a little pile of plaster lying on the pavement ahead of him, mm-hmm. and in the middle of it, he could see a bright red streak. When he got up to it, he saw that it was a human hand severed at the wrist. Apart from the bloody stump, the hand was so completely whitened as to re- resemble a plaster cast. He kicked the thing into the gutter, and then to avoid the crowd, turned down a street street a side street to the right within three or four minutes he was out of the area which the bomb had affected and the sordid swarming life of the streets was going on as though nothing happened what i know that got me that like he found the severed hand and he just it it was just like okay whatever and he just threw it away yeah like what are you doing like I would be like, oh, my God, there's a hand. Or, like, I don't know. I would, like, kind of freak out a little bit. But he's just like, "Uh, I'm going to go down to the pub. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then, like, he goes over, like, two streets over, and it's like, everybody's fine. Could you imagine if a bomb went off, like, a block away from here? Everybody would be freaking out. Yeah. Like, the whole whole state would be shut down, or at least Southern California, you know, within, like, a 100-mile radius. It would just be, like, it would be, like, so gnarly, like. I'm just so confused at why they anybody thinks Big Brother is doing anything good because obviously that's not happening. And it's just so normalized there. And then what what I don't get is I remember this happening a few parts ago too, but Winston is supposed to be the protagonist. He's supposed to be the good guy. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he's just as bad as the rest of them to an extent. He's just so nonchalant, blasé about this severed hand and these bombs and I mean I think he was taken back at first but then when it happened he's like oh well it's cool whatever. I felt like he was only concerned about himself of like getting injured yeah and like he just was obviously trying to like cover himself so like he didn't get hurt or whatever but like he didn't really it didn't say like he tried to protect anybody else or anything he just covered his his uh, head with his forearms but then, like, it says, like, a lady had grabbed a child and, you know, other people, like, sheltering and trying to, like, help each other. And he's just, like, was only concerned about himself. Like, he didn't really 
care about anybody um, else around I, him. Which I kind of understand because he's not really supposed to be there. He says that he wouldn't get in trouble for being there per se, but the thought police would be like, oh, may I see your papers, comrade? What are you doing here? What time did you leave work? Is this your usual way home? Mm-hmm. Why are you here? You shouldn't be here. Yeah. Why aren't you at the center? And so it just draw attention to himself. So it's almost like he's trying to like... Scurry along, scurry along. Nothing, nothing to see here, you know. Like just survive this and then get out of here. Yeah. So um, he's still wandering the streets of of London, and he walks past men who were talking and arguing about lotto numbers, and it's just like we have. Yeah. But what's interesting is that he says that no one actually wins the big prizes. But no one knows about it, that nobody is actually winning the grand, you know, billion dollars, million dollars, because Oceania is so big mm-hmm. that they can't, that they just like, oh, this person went, wins, John Smith wins. And so everybody just, just like, okay, whatever. But there is no John Smith, you know? That's what always I thought about. Remember Publishing Clearinghouse? Yeah. That's what I thought of when I read that. I didn't even think about because that. Because you know how Nobody it ever... says, like, who actually wins? Like, they, I feel like they're all just paid actors on the commercials. Like, whoever actually wins Publishing Clearinghouse. Do they even have that anymore? I, I think they stopped it. I don't know, but there, I don't know. I'd have to look into it, but there's this whole Mandela effect about the publishing clearing house that like it never happened or like oh, the guy was never the guy or something and they never what? came to people's houses with balloons and like they did come to people's houses was, with balloons and was say so, you won yeah and, that's what the commercial said yeah but it's so weird because no supposedly you, none of that happened do you remember how the publishing clearing house worked I think you had to, like, send in the paper or something. Yeah, it was so random. You didn't ever send in any money. Mm-hmm. You would just, um, I would fill it out for my mom, mm-hmm. and she's like, this is so stupid, or whatever. Yeah. But I would, like, put the stamps on you, how to, like, match the stamps to the paper, and yes. then they'd send, then you'd send it off, then they'd send you more. Then they, you'd send it off. It was almost like... Like, what oh, are they getting out of it? I don't know. It's and almost, where do they get all this money? And I don't know. It's so weird. And I, I don't... I was too young to, like, kind of put it together. But, like, maybe just to see, make sure the friggin' post office is working and doing their job by sending it back and forth. I, I don't, don't know. know. It's but so that's, weird. That's instantly what I thought of. It was, like, publishing Clearinghouse where, like, they have these enormous prizes and payouts, but then, like, no, no one, one actually ever. wins the big payout. Like, they'll give you little scraps here and there, a little bit of money. Like, yeah. they did say and they, that's do what they do win. They do win little bits, but, but nobody gets the big prize. Well, somebody does, but they don't. No, like the government does. Just a fake name. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Winston, so then Winston goes on and sees an an older man, and he's probably in his eighties. And the man had to be in his forties when the revolution happened. And so then he goes on to say that most of the older generation was already wiped out by the first and second purges, like his his parents got wiped out. Yeah. And those who survived were just terrified and stayed like silent, low profile, didn't say much. And so he was like, dude, I want to go talk to this guy. I want to see what he remembers, which makes sense. That man was so frustrating. He was. But you know what? Winston was very patient with the whole thing, I thought. (laughs) So he he sees him um, in the pub, in a pub. So he goes in there. And they only serve beer in the pub. Sad. And you know what I found out? Well, I don't know how true this is, but I was watching a comedy show last night, like a, co- a comedy skit thing, like an hour and a half before I went to bed. And um, a stand-up comedian, and she said she was in Tennessee, 
and she went to a liquor store or whatever. She she just landed in Tennessee. She was gonna go buy wine, but they said no, you can't purchase the wine. Oh yeah, and she's like, okay, well it's a store. You have a whole lot of wine in here. I want to buy it. You're a cashier. Like the way she presented it was hilarious. Cause she's a comedian. Yeah, but anyway, she's like, they're like, well, you can't do the wine. You have to do. You can buy beer though. But why do they have the wine? Well, because it's only on Sunday, so, like, the next day you could buy the wine. Because it, it's a dry state, or dry county. Ugh. Yeah, when I when I went to Tennessee, there was, I learned all about that. <laughs> that is so strange. Okay, so when I lived in Washington, I used to live in Washington State, and I remember in Seattle, or I guess it would have been West Seattle we lived in, you, I don't know how it is now, this was, like, 13 years ago, you could buy liquor but it had to be from a liquor store which was like governmentally like owned or ran somehow and then um but beer you can just get at a regular grocery store or whatever but they didn't sell anything that was harder you had to get it from an actual liquor store you had to give your id no matter if you were like 80 years old or whatever you had to give your id they had to like swipe it in their system so they tracked every time you bought liquor liquor that's crazy, and that was so long ago, too. That wasn't, like, a new thing. That's crazy. Yeah, that was 13 years ago, and so... I, I think um, it has to do with alcohol content, like, because wine yeah. has more alcohol content than beer, mm-hmm. and that's something to do. But yeah. so the, the comedian yesterday was like, wait, 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 I don't get it. So this is Jesus's day, but... Oh, but we have we, wine. We can't have wine. <laughs> we have to have beer. <laughs> I remember wine being in the Bible and he turning water into wine. I don't remember anything about beer being in the Bible. Yeah. So well, like shouldn't it, it be opposite? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Anyways, so um, he goes and he buy, um, he's, he's drinking a beer with the old man and he tries to talk to him mm-hmm. and he tries to be like, oh, is this, what, what what's better? And he's like, well, the beer was better back then and cheaper. Mm-hmm. And he's just like drunk ram- rambling. Like, yeah. The, the whole damn thing was just drunken ramblings and he keeps trying to ask him like but would you want to go back and he's like you're so young you should definitely like just enjoy your life now and he's like no but like if you could have those days now would you want those days again and he's like yeah I was young then he's oh, like not yeah, understanding yeah. like the but was it better then like was the government and finally Winston was like fuck this shit I'm out yeah, but remember, too, he was all pissed off. The old man was all pissed off because they wouldn't sell him a pint of beer, only a oh, half yeah. a liter. And he's like, what is this half liter bullshit? And the bartender's like, like, well, what the fuck is a pint? Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I I thought maybe it had to do with, like, the metric versus the empirical system, like, the U.S. standard, American standard. Yeah. You know how it's different? Yeah. But I don't know if, a, like, a pint would be American and then a liter maybe is the metric. I don't know, but I, I, I took it as, like, the half liter was, like, he, because he said, like, um, a half liter was too less, and then a liter would be too much, but then he got him another half liter, so I ended up drinking a full liter anyway. Yeah. And then the thing that really struck me as I thought was kind of gross, and I don't know if I read it right or wrong, but at one point, the man goes to, like, go to the bathroom, like, because he has to pee, and there's a urinal just in the, in the, says, um... It says he got up he got up and shuffled rapidly into the stinking urinal on the side of the at the side of the room. So it wasn't even like a restroom, it was just like in the corner oh. of the room there was a urinal. Like just where you can pee. How funny. Yeah, like I it didn't went, I didn't really 
Yeah, I, I just thought that. I, I, I thought it was funny too. The stinking, like stinking urinal, like <laughs> the way. But no, he meant like smelly urinal. But yeah, like stinking, like yeah, it stunk. I didn't take it like that. It was just like sitting on the side of the room. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah no. There was no restroom. There was no. It was just like I guess only men went in that pub. I don't know if like women were excluded, but it was just like yeah, they I'm just, just there. He just peed yeah. over there. Um, this part, the, the, I forgot to tell this part made me laugh a little bit. I like it. I'm starting to like how this book is written out. Like, yeah. I think George Orwell does really well in general, just describing everything and, you know, making it kind of like a story mode. But, um, so remember last part, he was like, he had said something like, if there's a way, if there's any hope, it would be to get the proles to stand up. Oh, Yeah. And so now he's in the middle of all the proles and, you know, in the middle of the of the ghetto and mm-hmm. poverty. And he and it says, but if there was hope, it lay in the proles. You had to cling on to that. When you put it in words, it sounded reasonable. It was when you looked at the human beings passing you on the pavement <laughs> that it became yeah. an act of faith. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. Oh, yeah. my God. I was like, that's funny. I didn't realize that this was a comedy. <laughs> it totally is in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, it's so funny. So, um, he's just, um, so he, okay, so he left the pub and never really got any answers. No, no, nothing. Mm-hmm. He, he would just be like, "Oh, I heard about the elite having maids and servants," and the the guy would take like one word, like, "Oh, he they wear top hats." And he's all top hat. I haven't seen a top hat in years. And yeah, and he just wore, like random things. He's like, he's the, the last like, time the, the last time I wore one was at my sister in law's funeral, and that was well, I couldn't even give you a date. It must have been 50 years ago. And it's like, so no shit, it was 50 years ago. Like, <laughs> do you have anything else? Like, we, we want some more details here. Yeah, so funny. Um, So then he walked, so he left the pub, and then he, he walked by that junk store. They, mm-hmm. He called it, like, a junk store, I believe. And that was where he had bought the diary from. Mm-hmm. And so he then went in, and he was just looking around, and the old man was there, and he bought a coral paperweight. Oh, yeah. And he bought it because he liked the use uselessness of it. Like, he's like, oh, my gosh, like, this is just so useless. Like, why would we buy this? I have to have it. Like, Plus, there was, like, like, nothing else really in there to purchase. But... Like, it had... Even the shop owner said that the supply was just so low that he didn't really every, have much to offer. There's nothing else from the old days that you can purchase anymore. Everything's yeah. been destroyed. They're not making new, so... Yeah. But it's just, like, little things that we buy now that we kind of take for granted. Like, y- you don't need a phone case, a fancy one. You don't need all this, like, stuff. Yeah. And it, it makes you individual, though. You know, True. like, the beads coming off of your phone, your cell phone right now. You know, like, you, yeah. you, your little name bead thing. It's an accessory that you don't really need. It's my cell phone charm. Yeah, that's it. Cell phone charm. Um, I, was, I don't even know the word for it. But you don't need that. It's useless. There's yeah. no reason for it. But it cute. makes you you. And Winston isn't used to buying useless things. Yeah. So And, and he's not even really allowed. Yeah. And I don't think that anybody really buys useless things because they have no money. So I just thought that was interesting. 
Yeah, but the paperweight, the way they described it, it seemed like it was like glass blown, and then in the center was in the center of the glass was the actual coral. Is that I didn't understand what they meant. I was hoping that you would know because I was so confused. Yeah, so it was it was kind of like a um, crescent shape, I think. I am trying to remember. It was a half half. It was a half um, hemisphere. Yeah, okay, so it, it was, was a, a real dome, hemisphere, like a half, half dome. Half yeah, dome, was, and then in the center was a piece of coral. I that makes sense. I was so confused because I'm like, I've never seen glass coral before. <laughs> yeah, so it was like just somehow encased in the glass. So after he bought that for $4, and the um, shop owner was like, ooh, you actually paid that, wow. Well, he, he, he was like, oh, I mm-hmm. guess I could have bought it for like two, whatever. Um, the shop owner took him upstairs because he had a small bedroom upstairs that he shared with his wife who died. Oh, and yeah. he was, and Winston was actually pondering renting the room just for shits and giggles, just to be like, oh, so I can get out of here because there's no telescreens up there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too, is it was really interesting to me that he did not have a telescreen. He said he couldn't afford one. And then I thought this entire time I've been reading this book that everyone has to have a telescreen that it's mandatory and it's almost like I thought like the government like gave it to you like it comes with your like everyone has to have one it has to be on the streets just like security cameras almost yeah so I I thought that everyone was issued one like you get like your rations and stuff like that was just one of the things they gave you was they gave you a telescreen but apparently not you had to buy your own telescreen so why would you even buy one exactly that's like no. Why would you buy one? I'd be uh, like, but, I can't afford it. Sorry. But then again, we're being checked and listened to on cell phones and stuff, but we're buying them and Alexa's and... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Alexa's always listening and But the, the thing is, is like, listening. the phones do so much more. The telescreen is literally just a screen that has, like, you don't really have choices or anything you can do on it, like search engines or anything. The only thing you can do is watch their propaganda and do Why their Why would you want to do that? Yeah. I would be like, sorry, I can't afford one. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. I just, and then I wouldn't buy one. And then, but he did say oh, the 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 bed has all the, the there's bed bugs in. The, oh yeah, that was I'm gross. like, oh my gosh, why is there bed bugs in your bed? But it makes sense that there's bed bugs in the bed because the thing is, is like the plaster is falling off the walls. Yeah, it's like, like everything all already is in falling apart. And, yeah, so. it makes sense. But I just thought it was funny how how Winston. It's like almost like Winston's dreaming of like freedom. He's like thinking like, oh, I could probably rent this for like. A couple bucks a week or something just to get out of where mm-hmm. I live as if he would ever be allowed to do that they would notice he's not there yeah I, I don't know where, like it's almost like us imagining oh can we get a private jet and uh, I want a luxury boat I want you know yeah, my like, own yacht yeah I want a yacht I want to go cruise the seven seas or you know whatever go to Hawaii whenever I want you know right um so we found out the shop owner's name is Mr. Charrington and he's a widower and he's aged 63 so then Winston was, I was like, Winston needs to talk to this guy. This is the guy. Because that mm-hmm. means that that the, Mr. Charrington would be about 30 when this all went down. 20? 20? 30? So he still would be old enough. To he remember. He would have been old enough to retain, yeah, the yeah. memories. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know why he's not doing that. And he's not drunk. Mm-hmm. He's pretty fucking lucid. 
Like, why is he <laughs> yeah. not? He's able to communicate. <laughs> yeah. So um, Winston left the shop and said that he would come back in like a month or so and talk to him once because he had already visited this this one shop twice in the past few days. So he's like, I can't do this again. You know? Yeah, but remember when he was up in the room? Remember the picture? Oh, yeah. What about the picture? I didn't really... And then the song. Do you remember the song? Oh, yeah. So the two things that that struck me was he was, he was kind of, Mr. Uh, Charrington was kind of giving him a little bit of insight. I mean, not much, but... He, he said feeding him a little bit of information. Yeah, what he could remember was like kind of a rhyme that kept running through his mind. And it was, oranges and lemons say the bells of St. Clemens. You owe me three farlings say the bell of St. Martin's. Yeah. Which we don't know the rest of it or what that really means. But, but it's just like um, London Bridges. It's just a nursery tale. London Bridges falling down, falling down. You know, it, I just think that it's just a, a nursery rhyme. And um, the, he was saying, Winston was like, oh, I've never even heard church bells. These are churches. Yeah. And he didn't even know that the old, these old buildings, some of them used to be churches. So the picture, right? The picture that yeah. we are referring to is a church. And the the picture is St. Martin's and St. Oh, no, not St. No, Martin's. St. Clemens. Clemens. Yeah. And um, that's how he remembered the nursery rhyme because they were talking about the picture because he saw the picture and he's like, ooh, what is this? Like, where is this at? And they started talking about it. And come to find out, the church was right in front of Victory Apartments, right? The Victory like, Square. Yeah, the Victory yeah. Square. So, uh, and he had no idea. That, that was St. Martin's, but yeah. they changed it, so it's no longer a church. It's a museum used for propaganda, displays of various kinds, scale models of rockets, bombs, floating fortresses, waxwork. So crazy. And just everything, like enemy atrocities and, and all of that kind of stuff. So it's no longer a church, now it's just this horrible propaganda yeah. place. I guess it's a museum. Yeah, museum. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to refer to it as museum. Yeah. So then he leaves. Or do you, no, no, no. Then yeah. he leaves, but when he leaves, he's saying, oh, he's going to come back because he keeps yeah. thinking about the picture that, like, oh, maybe he'll buy that picture. I was thinking he wanted to come back and question. He probably wants guy. to do both. All of it, yeah. But then all of a sudden, he sees the dark-haired girl from the records department on the street. His stalker is back! Uh, yes, his stalker is back. I wonder if she's secretly in love with him. No, I think that she's secretly a spy or some shit. And so then all of a sudden, he's like, shit, what do I do? Should I go back? Should I do this? Should I go to the center? Should I... What, where am I going to do? Because at least if I go to the center, then I have an alibi for half the night. And then he even pondered going up and hiding in, in the bedroom with mm-hmm. the bed bugs. Yeah. And then he's all... Then then all of a sudden, he thought he could smash her skull in with the cobblestone or with the paperweight. And I'm yeah, like, what yeah. the fuck? That escalated so fucking quickly. And then he's like, fuck, I can't do that. I'm like, <laughs> what is wrong with this man? Yeah, because he's like, it occurred to him that she had passed him only three minutes ago. So if he, he was running, <laughs> he can run after her and smash her brains in. Yeah. And then no one would know that he was there because she's got to be a freaking spy following him around. And I thought that was so funny. I'm like, what 
the fuck? That or escalated so quickly. Maybe she's an agent of the thought police. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so he gets home safe, and he's waiting for the thought police to come and get him and vanish him, vaporize him. Oh, yeah. And he's like, um, he, he's thinking like suicide is the proper thing to do. However, no guns or poisons were easily attainable, especially at this time. Yeah, I know. Night or anything. And I can just like feel his anxiety. I was reading this and I was legit like feeling his anxiety. Like, I can't believe I'd be like hiding under my bed or in the closet or I'd run back to the shop and hide under the covers with the bed bugs. I'd be a fucking mess. <laughs> I <laughs> move over, bed bugs. We're sleeping together. Right. I would be like a mess. I wouldn't be able sleep. I wouldn't be able to do anything just like waiting to be vaporized pretty much. And then the funny thing too is when she walked past him, she looked him in the eye but she ignored him. Yeah, and she just kept walking. So really that's quickly. even creepier. Yeah. Because it's like she looked him in the eye like she she made it known like I see you. Yeah. And then she just kept going. Or maybe, maybe like, she, what is she thinking? Or what if she thinks that he's stalking her? Oh, that's true. What if what if she's doing something that she shouldn't be doing and she's like, "Oh shit. Fuck." She might be thinking the same thing and be all paranoid. Uh huh. But she that. keeps going closer to him, like in the cafeteria and in different locations. She keeps like being around him as opposed to him going moving towards her. Unless That's she's why doing I was like, it maybe by accident. Maybe she has a crush on him. No, I don't, they're not allowed to have crushes. <laughs> well, I know she wouldn't be allowed to, but things naturally happen. Who knows? Well, yeah, that's true too. Um, so then, while he's having his anxiety attack, or I'm having my, I'm having his anxiety attack for him. <laughs> he's uh, he starts writing in his diary or trying to think of something to write in his diary for yeah. O'Brien, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what? How or why does he think O'Brien would ever see or receive this diary? Like, how does he can't be like for O'Brien's eyes only? Okay, yeah. Like, I don't know why he thinks that O'Brien. What does he think O'Brien's gonna come into his apartment and? going to somehow pass it to him or Yeah, well, he's going to be gone. He's going to be dead. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, that's... I don't... I don't know. The other it's thing weird. that I thought was um, kind of strange, and I don't know if they talked about this before, but um, going back to, like, you know, that he thought the thought police were going to come and take him away, um, the part where it says, it would not matter if they killed you at once, because before death... There was a routine of the confession that had gone that you had to go through. So basically, they make you confess to something, grovel on the floor. You're going to be screaming for mercy. They're going to crack your bones, smash your teeth in, and rip out bloody clots of your hair. Yeah, like they don't just take you out of bed and just like kill you, kill you like shoot you or well, or we saw whatever. the public hangings. We saw that, but even that's think, faster. I mean, well, at no, least I like think, you hang somebody. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's like I think some discomfort there, but like this is talking about like a slow, like torture. I think that it's part of um like the hanging is like a confess because they're supposed to confess and then they ha- get hung or whatever. Oh, so this all happens and then all, they hang you. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think oh, it's all okay. part of each other or something. I think you have to confess what you did. Yeah. But what if you're just like no contest? <laughs> no, still no, gonna thank you. Do that. Yeah. 
It's just so gruesome. And then I thought about, when I read this part, I thought about you. He put a cigarette in his mouth. Half the tobacco promptly fell out onto his tongue, a bitter dust, which was difficult to spit out again. And because you were like, remember um, a few parts ago, how his little tobacco fell out of his pipe, like the last little bit in the cafeteria. And I was like, oh, Heather has to be feeling sad for him again. I know. I definitely highlighted that, too. Yeah. I love highlighters. (laughs) 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 I did see, like, half the tobacco promptly fell onto yeah. his tongue. I was like, oh. And it's not even more. real tobacco. It's probably Victoria tobacco, so it's probably crap anyways. It's probably like, just yeah. it says powder, so I can't even imagine. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. And um, that's it. That's all. And it ends with war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. That's the motto to and live then by. He's just waiting, so that's all. We don't know what's going to happen to him, and we're done with chapter one and we'll start on chapter two we're a third of the way done so that's so exciting i'm so excited that we're almost a third of the way done i can't wait to find out what happens and it's just taking forever for us to read this book because we only (laughs) do one chapter a week i know right or one part one part yeah one part a week but this was like definitely the longest part of all the first chapter yeah, I think, yeah, it was. It was, like, 20-something pages. And really all that happened is, like, he just went to the pub and talked but to some, I, like, guy. And- I love how um, how they, how they George Orwell is really, like, explaining everything. Like, yeah. it, it he, because he, it has to be hard to sit down and try to just write this book of a different world and explain it in a way that we can visually see this different world that we would never think of or imagine before. Yeah, no, it's very descriptive, and um, I can definitely imagine what everyone looks like. What do you think Winston looks like? I mean, I don't even remember if the book described him, but yeah. I, I describe him in my mind as he's, like, brunette with brown eyes. Me too. And, and he's, I, like, really thin and slender. I think thin, and but he does have his varicose vein, But so I think that he's... I think he's like five ten, six foot, maybe like one eighty pounds. Oh yeah, we didn't even mention that in this part. His varicose ga- vein was like acting up and like throbbing. Yeah, well, it's always acting up. I know, but it, it was kind of mentioned a lot it. in this one. So I don't even know if we've ever mentioned it. He has a varicose. Va- oh, we did. I think in the part one. I so think we did. in every part, he, he mentions his varicose vein, and it acts up, and it really hurts him every like so often. Throbs. I wonder if it's because he has to walk everywhere. Well, I don't know. I, don't I think know. a lot of people walk. Like, look at yeah. the people in New York. They walk all over the place. I guess that would be the opposite. <laughs> like, if you walk a lot, it probably wouldn't happen. I don't really know don't what know. causes it. Uh, My mom well, used to say, don't cross your legs, because that causes it's it. It's blood, um, the blood. Like when I blood was, clots? No, it's like, when I was pregnant with Max... I was wearing capris, and my um, calves got, like, bigger a little bit. Yeah. They, like, got swollen, and I ended up getting one varicose vein from being pregnant with Max. And yeah. And I'm very pissed off, because you know how I feel about my legs. Yeah. And, um, and, it's, and I found out just recently it's caused by circulation, like, being too tight. So if your socks are too tight. Oh, that makes and sense. And it breaks the vein. Oh, oh! So it like kind of like protrude, makes the vein like kind of pop, like yeah, more up. prominent. Yeah, pop, blump up or yeah. whatever. And so there's no real way to get rid of it unless you, you go in and you have like the vein surgically put back together or something. I think they probably have ways to do it now. I'm, I'm, 
Okay. I just found this information out like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> this is new information. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just no, thinking I have like no with idea. all the plastic surgery in the world, yeah. there's got to be a way to like the, do something. I feel like veins are like very like hard to work with because like if you collapse a vein, you just like die. Well, yeah, no, it's your vein. Yeah, it's not just you know. <laughs> I don't know. I We're don't not know. doctors, obviously. Yeah, obviously not. But um, so yeah, his varicose vein was acting up in this one. I kind of felt bad for him. Well, it's always acting up. Yeah. I'm all like, I don't even care. I'm like, it's like, always yeah, acting he'll, up. He'll, he'll survive. Know, You'll yeah. live. Well, we don't know. We'll find out though. All right. Well, that's it for this one. Um, we will see you next week. To well, we'll have. We won't see you guys at all. But you'll hear us next <laughs> week for more. Tune in every Monday for our 1984 parts and Thursdays for our um, episodes on different conspiracies. And I'm very excited because I'm going to do some Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monsters I've been looking into and different Ooh. cryptids. So I'm very excited. And I know that Heather has more aliens. Oh, always. Always aliens. Yep. And some some pyramids. Ooh, I can't wait for the pyramids. But not what you're thinking. Not Egyptian. Ooh. Even, even better. Better? Better. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank and you. don't forget to... Share, like, and subscribe. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And listen to us where you listen to all your favorite podcasts. Bye. Bye.